0: Hello and good morning. It's Tuesday, September 18th, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world. Today, episode 54. Autonomous cars will be safer, cheaper, and boringer. Volvo presents its electric, driverless truck, which looks weird, and Tesla prepares for its autonomous cross-country road trip, while BMW unveils it's I next. All this right now. All right, so real quick, let's discuss last week's Friday poll day in which I asked the question, when do you think we'll see the first autonomous vehicle only lanes or roads on public roads or freeways? And the options were A in about 5 years, B in about 10 years, C in about 15 years or D not within 20 years. And the options, or the answers, were sort of surprising, actually, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, to find out, just head on over to twitter.com slash to find out. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow Autonomous AutonomousHogue on Twitter. Uh, going forward, by the way, just a heads up, I realized I've been a bit silly running these polls for just 24 hours, considering we tend to do these episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. So going forward, starting with this week's Friday poll day, we're going to let the poll stay open all the way through Monday night, get some more votes. And then we'll discuss it straight away, first thing Tuesday. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much. If you have any questions, want to discuss last week's Friday Poll Day, you know how to reach me. All right, so to kick things off today, let's talk about the rather alarming trend that the deployment of autonomous cars isn't quite going sort of how we all expected, or at least how we all hoped. Um, yes, they're going to be safer. Yes, they're going to be cheaper. But as pointed out by an article over on The Verge, this was published just yesterday, written by one Andrew J. Hawkins, uh, really great article, considering the fact that well, not only will they be safer and cheaper, they're also going to be much boringer. Um, And this is potentially, well, alarming for those of us who really don't care for things that tend to be boring, Um, but it's actually a pretty good point. Here's why. So as the article points out, we kind of, as a collective consciousness, we the public, we the people, we kind of got really familiar with talking about autonomous cars, or at least seeing them in our daily news, kind of seven or eight years ago is when it kind of started trickling out, becoming a thing. And the the idea was that the first kind of widely accepted iteration of autonomous cars was really going to be mostly in the ride-hailing space, ride-sharing generally, right? So think autonomous Ubers, autonomous lifts, that kind of thing. And in any event, the idea was it was going to kind of wean us off of privately owned cars and really kind of fast track us to a world of, well, car sharing rather than car ownership. And that's obviously where things are headed. But um, what wasn't really so clear in the early days and seems to be much more clear now, at least seems to be for the immediate future, is that really what we're going to see is kind of fast track deployment of autonomous pod cars really for things like uh, well, delivery or really kind of short-range transport. So, to put it a different way, autonomous cars, besides being used for delivery services, will be used for kind of virtual railroads, as it were. I don't mean that quite as literally as it sounds, but consider, for instance, the the, uh, the autonomous pod which is running up in uh, Detroit. It's called May Mobility. We've talked about this elsewhere on the show in previous episodes. They're up in uh, they're an Ann Arbor-based company, and they they basically have 6-seat shuttle pods that you know they they give rides to quick and loans employees totally free uh, along a 1 mile loop so this loop then these cars they're obviously kind of pre-programmed to really understand this particular stretch of road along which they're they're driving and so effectively then there's kind of less variables they have to worry about meaning there's less things to go wrong um and so the idea is that initially we're going to see these these autonomous pods that are that are indeed kind of rather than being capable of handling fully dynamic urban environments, driving along all the same roads as regular human-driven vehicles, these then are kind of programmed to, to function only within a really kind of finite, limited, fenced-off area, as it were. And so that's kind of how things are rolling out. And and so we, we look at these various companies about which we've, we've we've spoken quite a lot about all of these, actually. Uh, so, right, there was... Main Mobility that I just mentioned. Of course, there was the French startup called Navia. Uh, they've been running shuttle pods in Las Vegas. Um, let's see. There's Drive.ai. They're the they're, they're the company with the big bright orange, uh, I think, Ford Transits uh, with the LCD screens, which sort of help to communicate to other drivers and crucially, especially to pedestrians. These are running in, uh, let's see, in Arizona and also just outside of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, there's another one, uh, San Francisco-based... I have no idea how to pronounce this, actually, Delve, I think. It's spelled U-D-E-L-V. Uh, these guys are working to uh, supply Oklahoma City's uh, grocery chains with shelf-driving delivery vehicles for groceries, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of companies that are doing this, and if you're noticing a trend, well, that's because there is a trend. Uh, these tend to be largely delivery vehicles or – and I say delivery, I mean for kind of goods and services, for instance – grocery delivery, uh, or as I, as I say, very kind of short-range, pre-planned, kind of pre-mapped uh, routes just for kind of shuttling people in very limited geofenced areas. So yeah, look, these are obviously really, really safe. They, they, they go very slowly. Um, they're, as I say, kind of pre-planned uh, routes. They're not kind of dealing with kind of dynamic changing environments as much. Uh, Obviously, they're cheaper to the point of being free, especially, well, for the people using them, not so much for the developers, obviously. Um, And yeah, this obviously makes them then quite a bit more boring. Uh, They're slow, they're kind of limited use cases, and that's about it. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, It's just maybe not quite the way people saw things being rolled out. I mean, after all, the big question has always been, what is the deployment going to look like? Are things going to occur serially? Namely, are we going to, first of all, see ride-sharing? And even then, are we going to see it, first of all, as I've discussed numerous times on the show, are we going to see it, first of all, roll out on, say, dedicated lanes on freeways and big boulevards, and then in urban cores? You know, will we then see, say, delivery vehicles and eventually, uh, much to the chagrin of uh, mobility and urban planners everywhere, will we eventually see uh, autonomous, privately owned vehicles roll out for use? anywhere and everywhere that you please, you know, or are things going to roll out more in parallel? So I think it's probably a bit silly to suggest things will roll out serially. I think rolling out in parallel is far more likely. Um, so the fact that we're seeing this initial trend rolling out delivery vehicles and small kind of shuttle pods for limited geo areas, um, I don't think that's the exclusion of anything grander and sort of more widespread as it were. Certainly we know we've talked a lot about, about it on this show that, Companies like GM's Cruise Automation, based in San Francisco, they're really working hard to getting uh, widespread autonomous, uh, you know, car sharing rolled out on the streets of San Francisco by next year, 2019. Obviously, Waymo also really working towards revenue service as quickly as they can. Waymo are of the opinion, however, that you know, fully autonomous cars, certainly for private, widespread use, are further away than most companies would like you to believe. Uh, looking at you. Elon Musk and Tesla, I tend to take your side in all this and really do tend to believe that you guys will find a way to fast track things. But there are those like Waymo who really think this sort of fully autonomous future is further away than we would all like to hope. At least some of us would like to hope anyway. Others really would not like to see this future at all. But but, but in any event, I, th- I think the big takeaway is is basically that you know, however, these vehicles do ultimately start to trickle into society, whether it is these slow, overly safe, and hugely boring vehicles, so to speak, uh, for delivery and shuttle pods, as it were, um, or whether it's sort of more glamorous, high speed, you know, car sharing, uh, zipping around freeways, big boulevards, and indeed urban cores, you know, whatever form that takes, I mean, well, that's great. Who, who really cares how it rolls out as long as it keeps rolling out? And fortunately, we're seeing momentum is really strong indeed and it's just going to keep pushing forward. But, uh, you know, it, it's really more of a curiosity question, than I am, but, but I am curious, and so I want to ask all of you, let me know what you think and kind of, is this what you expected? Did you expect, say, delivery vehicles and s- sort of limited geo-fenced shuttle pods to kind of roll out first? Or did you, in fact, expect uh, car sharing to roll out first? Um, what about commercial trucking for that matter right did you expect that to roll out first so um and, and how do you think it's going to progress in the next five years and how about 10 years out you know shoot me a note on twitter at hogue. write me through the website at com on the contact form let's discuss this and as always i welcome any of you who'd like to be on the show to, to join me and let me know we'll do a live uh recording and um it'll be a real fun thing to talk about so let me know Hey there, just a friendly reminder that if you're enjoying this podcast on iTunes podcasts, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and written review if you get a chance. I would hugely appreciate it. So please head on over. I'll be here when you get back. Thank you so much. So this is kind of cool. Volvo has just unveiled to the world a truck named Vera. Uh, Seriously, it's an all-electric autonomous truck. The name is Vera, V-E-R-A. And because it's all electric and fully autonomous, um it doesn't exactly look well like anything. It doesn't really look like a truck, that's for sure. Uh really it's just okay, picture Im- imagine the uh the cab of a regular big rig truck or or the tractor as I guess they're properly called. Um and then just delete the entire cab. Delete the whole cabins. So all you're left with is kind of the lower bodywork and the wheels. And that's that's kind of what this thing is. Um So yeah, it definitely looks pretty weird. Um, But it makes sense because obviously, well, if it's all electric, you don't need a massive amount of space for some huge, what are these engines these days? I I think they're turbo diesel inline six cylinders or inline eight cylinders. I don't know. But the point is you don't need one of these huge truck engines anymore. So obviously there's no needed space for that. And obviously if you don't have a human driver wasting space, well, you can get rid of the cabin entirely, right? So all you're left with is, yeah, just kind of this bit of bodywork, which houses, obviously, the electric motors and, of course, all the batteries, and then, of course, the wheels as well. So there's a bit of a cost penalty associated with all this. And if you look at the pictures, or at least if you can imagine what this looks like in your head, this doesn't then make for the most aerodynamic design, because in the absence of a front cab, which is often designed to kind of gradually blend the airflow Up and over the the trailer behind the truck. Right. So, you know, if you don't have that, then suddenly, you've got this huge wall of a trailer crashing into the the air in front of you. And so that's, yeah, that's not very efficient. So, really, it turns out these autonomous electric trucks are going to be used primarily for urban trucking and not long distance trucking. This then, of course, avoiding the aerodynamic penalties of high speed freeway driving. So, this then is really used for. Uh, around town, uh, trucking and shipping. So if this kind of sounds like it's segueing a bit into the previous segment, well, yeah, it kind of is. And that's by design because again, this kind of shows that, uh, it really looks like short term or short distance, uh, mobility, short term delivery services and trucking in this case is really the way it's going to start out. And the nice consequence of all this, of course, is that, uh, well, obviously moving slower means moving safer, for the most part, anyway. And anyway, so these trucks, though, pretty impressive, right? So it's a 16-ton truck. Apparently, it's got capacity for different battery range uh, between 100 and 300 kilowatt hours. Uh, This, then, will allow for a maximum range of up to 300 kilometers. That's about 186 miles. So... You know I, I think it's this is a really cool uh, development to see uh, obviously other automakers out there working on their own uh, electric autonomous uh, trucks as well i know mercedes uh Benz, parent company daimler have been working on these for quite some time but uh yeah definitely go check it out there's a great picture over on electrek.co the title of the article is volvo unveils all electric and autonomous truck without a cab head on over take a look pretty neat thing Hey, just a quick question to ask. Uh, If you've seen the YouTube channel for this podcast, and I'm assuming the vast majority of you have not, um, I'm thinking of actually making it a full fledged video, meaning, you know, right now, it's literally just the audio of the podcast with an image slapped on top of it. So it's not actually a video in the true sense of the word, right? Um, So now I'm thinking of moving one step further and doing an actual video of me recording the podcast. So admittedly, it would basically just be a talking head version of the podcast if you have any interest in this at all please do let me know i don't want to just waste time doing it shoot me a tweet on twitter at autonomous hoag reach out to me through the website contact form on markhoag.com let me know what you think thanks so much all right so let's close out today's episode with a brief discussion on tesla so once upon a time like two or three years ago elon musk said that His goal was to demonstrate to the world a fully autonomous drive cross-country, I think it's from LA to New York, and while the world prepares for Autopilot version 9 to roll out in the coming weeks, well, he's already talking about version 10, and uh, Elon claims that version 10 alpha build will enable fully self-driving across country in this case from LA to New York, and that's the demo he hopes to unveil. Um, nobody has any idea when this will be, again, even version 9's not out yet, so who knows when version 10, even the alpha version, will be released, although now that I think about it, it's quite possible version 10 alpha will almost certainly be out well before version 9 has run its course, so, I don't know, my guess is that we'll probably get a chance to see this sometime around mid-2019, maybe the end of 2019 at the latest. Sounds like a long way away, but when you think about it, it kind of really isn't, so, Anyway, the idea is, of course, you know, well, let me actually just back up for a moment. So so a while back, there was this notion that um, that this road trip would be possible, but if and only if Tesla had developed a pre-planned route to make sure that any sort of fringe cases, any sort of corner cases that Autopilot may not be able to handle could be effectively avoided. Well, to Elon Musk's credit, um, he just thinks that's a bit cheating and he wants to demonstrate that autopilot is in fact good enough without any need for pre-planning the route and so the idea is let's wait till version 10 alpha is ready to go and this version then will be sufficient to enable a to b transport cross-country with no human intervention whatsoever so that'll be amazing um i obviously can't wait for this to occur so hopefully we'll see that sooner rather than later um And now, just as promised, a quick mention about BMW, since we kind of alluded to them earlier in this show. They've unveiled their iNext, Next Generation Electric Crossover concept. And I have to say, you need to take a look at this thing because it looks like a buck-toothed rhinoceros with its head transplanted onto a sledgehammer. I mean, this thing looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, That said, hats off to BMW. Nice to know they've got a fully electric mostly autonomous future in the works. After all, again, no idea how this is going to play into their ultimate driving machine if it's fully autonomous. That'll be an interesting bit of marketing magicianship. Um, But yeah, this is slated to come out uh, in 2021, so we will be keeping a close watch. Here's hoping the production version is, however, a bit toned down from this uh, interesting concept they've unveiled. All right, well, that's it for today. Uh, As a reminder, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can now support it with a small monthly donation in the amount of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. You can find the link over at markhogg.com or from the anchor.fm profile page for this podcast. Any contributions of course very much appreciated indeed and thank you so much to those of you who have already pitched in. And with that said, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, that'll be Friday. All the best. Have a great week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.